0: It's time to get intentional about your vision so you can create lasting change in your community. Learn the skills and strategies you need to become the grant writer the world needs. Let's do this. Hey, friends, welcome to Grant Writing Simplified, episode 39. Today, I am visiting with a former client of mine. And here's a little fun fact about me, in case you didn't know. I worked for a while in real estate. And yes, I started as a special ed teacher. You're still listening to the same person, then got into grant writing. But for a few years along the way, I also worked as a real estate project manager and coordinator and then operations director for a company. And after that, when I went back to consulting, I picked up a couple of real estate writing clients and they were amazing people lots of energy and it was fun to see their companies from a different perspective that may seem kind of random and it did to me a little bit too at the time but really looking back over my journey each piece built on the one before it and the skills that i learned from each piece gave me what i needed for the next stage and then all those things of working in real estate and leading a remote team and putting together processes and systems for the company and for our internal operations that was such good experience for what i'm doing now and creating courses and videos and virtual training and helping other people build their consulting businesses in fast track to grant writer so it's been an incredible experience, and speaking of fast-track to writer, it is opening back up again very soon, so if you want in, get on the wait list, and I will make sure to keep you posted on the details. You can go to Teresahuff.com slash VIP to stay in the loop on that one. Today's client I find really interesting as a company because they have the real estate investment side where they help people build and purchase rental properties to develop that income stream, but they also have a very involved, very active nonprofit arm of their company. And that really intrigued me as I was working with them, because part of what I did was help write some of their articles and newsletters and blog posts. So I really kind of got the behind the scenes, bigger picture look at some of those things to pull out as I was writing. And I was kind of blown away by how involved they are and how much they are doing and how they've developed this in such a short time their team is just really excited i worked with them virtually but their energy and enthusiasm for this nonprofit work was contagious and they're making a big difference in the jacksonville community so with that i want to introduce you to my guest greg cohen He is one of the founding partners of JWB Real Estate Companies. They started out with pretty humble beginnings. It's quite an interesting story, but now they have grown to over 1,200 clients worldwide in over 13 countries. They are headquartered in Jacksonville, Florida, and that is where they build and sell rental properties. This is an incredible team to work with, and I really want you to hear their nonprofit story and how they are using their company, their business, to really make an impact in the nonprofit side of things in Jacksonville and in their local community. But the cool part is how so many of their employees are just jumping in and getting involved with this work, and it's a really neat way to see them all come together. It builds their team and their camaraderie. And it really makes a difference in their community. I will link to everything in the show notes. I don't want to give away their big reveal. He will tell you about it in the interview, but I really want to encourage you to go watch the video that's linked in the show notes. It's probably going to be a tearjerker, just a little spoiler alert there, but it is worth a couple minutes to watch it. And just a little heads up, there was a little bit of technical trouble at the beginning, so apologies for that. Bear with me. I tried to kind of walk you through it as best as I could, but I think you'll get the gist of it. So here we go. Enjoy. Greg, welcome to the show. It's great to have you Today. tell us a random fact about yourself
1: well Teresa thank you so much for having me I was I was jogging my mind before thinking about a random fact and what I landed on was talking about one of the most embarrassing moments of my life I actually in junior high just after I'd moved to a new school
0: we had some technical issues during the recording unfortunately but this part of the story was so good I had to fill in the gaps here real quick for you Greg moved to a new school when he was starting junior high, joined the basketball team there, was super excited to play. First game, he got the ball, ran down the court, made a shot for the other team. So that's where the story picks up here.
1: First game in front of my all of my teammates and classmates at a brand new school. So there you go.
0: <laughs> awesome. Way to make an impression right off the bat.
1: I aim to please.
0: Yes. Well, I know your company now is aiming to please a lot of your clients, customers. You're doing some really amazing work. First, tell us what JWB is and what you're doing as a company.
1: Well, absolutely. I, you know, very passionate, obviously, about what we do for our company and for our clients. But as passionate, or even more passionate about what we can do uh, with the platform that we have and, and helping those who really are in need in our charitable efforts. So our company is JWD Real Estate Capital. And clients come to us because they want to invest in real estate and they want it to be easy. So we help clients buy rental properties that already have tenants in place. And then these clients get to own these assets as a passive income stream. And we do all the property management for them so they can invest wherever they are in the country or the world, and they can continue to earn this passive income while having this professionally managed for them. And uh, that platform that we have with our clients and the company that we have has really turned into a platform for good for the community here. So we have our own nonprofit, which is called JWB Cares. And uh, we've just, through the help of so many people in our network, our clients, our residents, our vendors, our team have been able to do some really amazing things for, for people in need in the Jacksonville community. And uh, we've been able to build some brand new homes and to donate those homes to veterans in need, as well as helping a lot of other people. It's just a a big part of our core mission.
0: Yeah. And I really like to dig into that because when we were working together over the last couple of years or so, I really liked that aspect of what you guys did because it was so unique from other businesses that I'd seen firsthand. And the way your team really gets involved, not just you as a company saying, oh, we're donating to that cause or we're gonna go support that thing. Everybody on your team seemed so excited about it. It was really cool to watch and it was things that you were specifically making an impact in the local community. So tell us about some of those.
1: It is so cool to hear that from your perspective, Teresa, because you know, as we've been working together for years now, you've actually never been in our office, right? We work together remotely, we did projects together remotely. You know, but it's so cool and it means a lot to me that you picked that up by working with various teammates that we have, that not only are we doing things that we really care about beyond just producing a return for clients, uh, doing some of these really wonderful charitable efforts, but that people really were inspired and motivated and cared like on the team. So I think at the end of the day, there's a lot of ways to do charity and they're all great. But for us, what felt really right was that it needed to be something that, We were giving our time our talent and our treasure to do as a company and we attract people in our company who also want to do not just the maybe the the glamorous work of actually like donating the house right they want to do the dirty work of actually going out and doing the landscaping on the house that we're going to be donating or painting the house that we're going to be donating you know, and so those are a couple examples of things that we actually do. And there's really dozens of other examples throughout the year where our team takes it upon themselves to be an active participant in the charitable process, whether that's raising money, like we've held garage sales. Our team has held garage sales to be able to raise money to support the mission or car washes to, to raise money to support the mission or donated their own money to raise money to support the, the mission. And it's it means so much to them and it means so much to us because then when you get to actually meet a veteran who suffered some serious ailments protecting us and, and our country, came back to uh, the state and came back to Jacksonville and found that his life was really in a, in a tough spot and lost permanent housing. And you get to meet that individual and you get to see the expression on his face when he gets a brand new home donated to him. It just means so much more to all 80 people in our organization. And it's like it is for us, it's the, the right way to sort of maximize everything good that we can do uh, when we do a charitable work like that.
0: It has such a ripple effect when everybody is invested in it that way. Your whole team, that carries out to other people and to the people around them. And it maximizes that impact so much more,
1: yeah, and it does. I mean, when we think about what our superhero talents are as a company here at j w b, it starts with our team, and anything that we can do to attract the same type of people or the right type of people to come and be a part of j w b and then to inspire those people it is, is a huge investment in our clients. I mean that is our superpower is our team. so these charitable efforts, when we do it this way, we see this incredible benefit to the team. And it's another investment in the team. And I think many people from the outside would look at how much time we spend throughout the year doing these things. And they would say, wow, that's an incredible expense that you're taking on, that you're distracting your team from buying and selling and renting real estate. And we don't think of it at all. We think of it as an incredible investment in our team, the best investment we can make because we see the return on the investment. And it's just in that team like you got to work with, right? You got to work with Kate and a few others on my team. And you got to see the return on investment because you see how how passionate those people are about kind of a higher purpose than just really buying and selling rentals. And renting properties.
0: Right. Yeah. And just only working with the handful of people that I was in contact with, I could still see the impact it was making. That's so cool because you're actually taking it several steps further. I mean, part of what you're doing with the rental properties, you're making neighborhoods better, you're providing better homes. That's a good cause in itself. Your business is doing a good thing in the community in many aspects, but this is taking that even further. You're kind of putting that into practice several steps ahead by doing this and giving back even more. And really, you're essentially creating that culture that people are drawn to. And that's why you're bringing in people that are so involved in it. They like that and they're drawn to it. And seeing that you're about more than just the rental properties and creating the business aspect, you're doing a lot more.
1: Exactly. We want to be surrounded by people who want to be a part of something bigger than themselves and if you can give people an opportunity to be a part of something bigger than just themselves people cling to it right and those are the people we want to attract so this opportunity to do something bigger than me or you or somebody on my team might be this house donation that we're able to do each year now and and in future years we hope to continue to do more and more and two three five houses a year who knows what what the sky's, really is the limit there but what it does is it creates this opportunity for someone to be a part of that when they may not be able to do that on their on their own and it creates this sort of flywheel effect because we're doing so much good for the community and then that process in turn does so much good for the team and then of course the team does so much good for our clients and then as clients continue to invest with us we get to do so much good for the community and then it comes back to the team and then it goes to the client and really everybody wins here. And so we're, we're creating this flywheel that can just really change people's lives.
0: Right. And that momentum is just going to gain. One thing I really noticed was you don't just have one type of project. You have several things that you do. Like when you did the Christmas, the toy drive in the collection. And that was so much fun. And also, of course, the big one, the house, building the house from scratch for a veteran and several other projects. You seem to have team members that kind of rotate to the top for each one based on their passion or their background and their interest. So I think that's kind of cool, where of course they have their role in the company and their job. But yet when this opportunity comes up, it's like they each have the chance to really step in and plug in where they feel like they wanna help the most.
1: You're right. And it's a completely organic process. It's not like JWB sits down with Jamie Crawford who really has headed up the golf tournament for three years now and said, Hey Jamie, listen, let's lay out your KPIs for this year in 2021. We're gonna make sure that you are leading the golf tournament. It, it, it doesn't happen that way. What happens is we show the opportunity to be a part of something bigger than, than themselves and people really raise their hand. And Jamie raised her hand as a great example and said, I love golf. I love doing things really, uh, doing great things for people. This is going to be a cool thing. I know how golf works. I've never run a charity golf tournament before, but you know what? I'm going to give it a whirl. And so she has assumed that role in the company as really running that. Um, and then when there's a toy drive, like, You know, Laura McLogan on our team really heads up the toy drive uh, that we do every single year around the holidays, and that's become her baby. And then everybody else on the team has roles and responsibilities that they reach out for and say, hey, I want to do this. You know what? I might work on the marketing team and I may want to be the person who sets up the website or manages the website for JWB Cares. Or I may be a contractor or I may be a superintendent on our team and I might have some ability to go out and be a part of the house build in a, in a way that I can make sure that this is done the right way where, you know, if I was the one who was trying to actually build the house personally, Greg Cohen, that wouldn't be my role. Right. So, <laughs> you know, everybody, it's, it's really just kind of like this perfect, if you can think about how charity at its heart probably should be done, it's, you know, people, are doing it out of the goodness of their heart they're not forced to do it and they do it they really do it in addition to their normal roles and responsibilities at jwb i mean we, we let people know hey listen this is not a situation where your goals can suffer because you're doing these wonderful things we got to figure out a way for you to make sure that you're handling your responsibilities as a teammate and then whatever you want to do uh, we're going to make it possible for you to be able to to be a part of that so it's a really, it's a beautiful thing within our team. You know, when we kind of set out many years ago to do something with our platform, it's better than we could have hoped or envisioned, you know, as our team has grown, the impact has grown and the and just the goodness that people are showing within our team and coming from their heart and what they're doing has really continued to be that way like it was um, when we were a much smaller team.
0: In addition, the other benefit to that you're providing is maybe they've never led a charity golf tournament before, but now she's got that in her tool belt. She's got that experience. So besides her job, she's gaining this other valuable experience of working with a nonprofit, of heading up a big event and a project. So that's a really cool way to help your team sort of build their capacity and their own personal arsenal of what they're capable of. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I mean, she now has run a golf tournament for three years that has raised over $100,000 who has donated. It will be three homes. This will be our third year of doing this. It'll be three homes when our charity golf tournament run uh, on March 1st of 2021. Uh, and I mean, from a just a call it a resume builder perspective, like how do you get to do something like that? I mean, there's, a, there's very few people in the world who have been able to run something like that with literally hundreds of golfers showing up with dozens of vendors and and sponsors showing up, like I wouldn't know the first place to start. (laughs) Right. And not many people would.
0: I know. And how many people can say they've done that? That's a big accomplishment. So that's cool. And one way that I think is really amazing that you guys are doing that as a company is sometimes how you take a designated day where the whole team goes to work on the toy drive or they go to an event and it's just okay. They almost have permission to put their job on pause, leave it at the office and step out, which also builds your culture internally as well, besides giving back.
1: Absolutely. This is a really important part. And, you know, most people want to be charitable. Most people want to go and volunteer, but let's just face it. Many people just flat out do not have the time to do it between work and family and Any time for themselves personally health fitness whatever i mean there's just not not enough hours in the day and so especially for young families right we have a lot of young families in our in our organization sure and it's just flat out not possible but we have people that really want to do it and so as a company we said that we want to be that platform for people to be able to do that so once every two months we take an entire day and we go and we do either a charitable work in the community or it could be a kind of a fun day for JWB for us to get to know our teammates. Um it was a lot easier prior to covid. Sure. But you know now the uh, the getting together component and doing the fun activity or even the charitable work is is a challenge with covid and you know that's just the way it is but for us it every other month we're shutting the office down everybody is required to go myself included, the business owners, everybody, because we realized that if we allowed an excuse as far as somebody was too busy to go and that they didn't have to show up, this was going to go nowhere. And that as a team, we wouldn't be promoting and doing the things that we really believe are good for the community and for our team. So that is a requirement. We shut down the office. Like an example of a fun activity for us is we had a company volleyball tournament on the beach here in Jacksonville. Oh, fun. And uh, And so... Yeah, we organized it. It was a really well run tournament. We had we actually had people coming out and we had food and drink and you know, we had brackets and there was trash talk going on. <laughs> and um yeah, and so that was that was one day. And and then, you know, other days we'll be able to work with either Habitat for Humanity or another organization. Actually, to be quite honest, now that we're eighty people, it is even getting harder and harder for us to find a charity that can take 80 people <laughs> in one setting to go and do charitable work. So we, we right. continue to have to find more and more, but that's what we do. So in non COVID times, that that's really important. And, you know, I just think, again, it kind of goes back to that flywheel effect of, of what we're creating.
0: Right. That's amazing. And it's so cool. You also have the beach advantage, which I'm a little jealous of. <laughs> you know, hey, let's have yeah. a group team meeting on the beach today. Not many of us can just do that. Yeah. But that's awesome that you have that aspect too to make it that much more fun. You
1: know, you can come to Jacksonville, Teresa.
0: Hey, you know, don't tempt me. That would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that really speaks to a lot of your leadership setting the example, but also. When I'm working with nonprofits, specifically with strategic planning and setting their vision and mission and their core values, it really comes back to that and making your decisions and your plans and your team involvement centered around that each time and always coming back to those really strong values to begin with.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is something that can be so great, but if you don't stick to those core values, if you don't stick to the things that you know are important, if you aren't consistent If you don't hold people accountable that you actually have to, you know, get your work done and do these things, then it quickly starts to erode. And ultimately, you know, we just view it as this amazing platform that we have. And we have this opportunity that not a whole lot of people are ever going to be blessed with this gift or this opportunity to do this amount of good. And so it's a little bit more of a responsibility is the way we kind of look at it. To, to be those people that can can do it the right way mm-hmm. because we've been blessed so much.
0: That's awesome. One thing I'd like to also highlight is, in addition to this amazing undertaking you've done with building and gifting a house to a warrior, is how you've partnered with other organizations to pull this off. And like the Canine for Warriors and some of those. So tell us a little bit about that and how you're maximizing the impact with that more than you could with just JWB.
1: Yeah, that's a great story in and of itself. When we started our nonprofit a little over 3 years ago, we really didn't know how we were going to raise money. Uh we didn't know how we were going to put on a charity golf tournament. We actually had no clue about the ability for us to actually build a new construction home and to donate it. We didn't have really strong partnerships with any other charitable organization up till that point, other than being somebody that would go and volunteer. So we were really starting from square one without much of a plan. I really wish we had talked to you back in the day. We probably would have done twice as much good (laughs) as we have.
0: It's not too late.
1: (laughs) (laughs) True. Exactly. I am definitely hitting you up for sure. Um, And we really didn't know much. So we did what what we thought was the right thing to do. What we found out is just by the network that we already had, we could really move mountains. And I think when other companies start to go down this terrible path, they may be in a similar spot and they're like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to raise enough money to put on a charity golf tournament, or I don't know if I'm going to have an ability to partner with an organization like Canines for Warriors to identify a needy veteran in need of housing um i don't know how i'm going to put all these things together and we were just blown away between our team and our own network and our vendor base that we literally raised hundreds of thousands of dollars and and i don't think that we're very different than a lot of organizations out there because if you're an organization and you've been doing right by people for any number of years and you give those people an opportunity to be a part of something bigger than themselves right? You're kind of seeing a theme here. People want to do that. And we were blown away by our our sponsors. You know, our sponsors are not like the big name companies out here that you hear of as far as dropping hundreds of thousands of dollars on, you know, a charity golf tournament, right? Our sponsors are our AC vendor and, you know, our title company and all of these people that have done business with us for so long who opened up their hearts and their pocketbooks to donate five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or five thousand dollars and they love it and then they get to come and hang out with everybody on our team at the charity golf tournament so it was something that uh we were really blown away just by simply creating the opportunity and and making the ask that people showed up and really gave a lot more than we ever could have imagined and it's just continuing to grow every year um, and the good that we can do that's
0: so cool Yeah. You've kind of become a connector and really, like you said, giving them the opportunity. You're creating the platform for them to get involved in a way that maybe they wouldn't have the resources on their own. You're putting that together, coordinating it, and then they can all be a part of that. I think that's important to remember for nonprofits because sometimes people start a nonprofit and they feel like it's a competition or we can't work with other nonprofits, but really it is about that pooling your resources and leveraging that to help each other. And it can grow so much bigger together, even with different nonprofits working together, whether it's businesses, nonprofits, whatever, there's a lot more strength in that.
1: You bring up a great point. For our first charity golf tournament, we partnered with another nonprofit to put it together. And they went to their vendor base or their support team, their external teammates to be able to raise the funds to be able to do what we were able to put together so i mean that's a great example and another example is you know through all these charitable works that we get to do throughout the year that sort of lead up to the golf tournament we make it open for our clients and our vendor base and other charities to be able to participate in those things that we're doing as well so when we are doing habitat for humanity to go and help another charity we might have one of our sponsors for the golf tournament who might be a part of our contractor teams coming and actually helping us to go and support another charity. And again, it's just this really wonderful, just like a, I, I keep saying flywheel or atmosphere that we're creating and people just want to continue to do more and more. And you just have to be the person that's really creating the opportunity.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's interesting you bring up flywheel because I've heard of that in as far as marketing as a different twist instead of the funnel. If you think of the business funnel where it's getting narrower and narrower and they end at the bottom, but the flywheel, it's more like it's growing bigger and bigger And you're capturing more and more in that. So it's really cool to apply that to your nonprofit work and help that grow much more that way.
1: Yeah. I think everything should be a flywheel rather than a funnel. A funnel sounds like I'm trying to like force you down a path that maybe you don't (laughs) want to go. And then I reach the finish line and I win. You know, the, the flywheel, I really think makes a lot of sense here and in business overall because... You know, even though you're working with a potential lead to get them to a point where they see enough value to want to do business with you, you're really just getting them into hopefully a circular process where they're continuing to do more business with you later on. That's how the most efficient businesses run. So, yeah, I'm with you. Flywheels are are better than funnels in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I hope things start trending that way because that is more meaningful and more about the relationship building as opposed to just, like you said, dumping them, forcing them through a funnel that's not as effective in the long run. Well, I know you've had tons of success with this, but I also know nonprofits can be uphill and they're not always easy. So if you don't mind me prying a little bit, what are some challenges that you've faced with this?
1: Um, So one of the challenges was the identification of the, the veteran we wanted to have our veteran chosen by somebody else other than us because we felt like that process is one that we wanted to be done right. I mean, when you're giving something hundreds of thousands of dollars away to somebody in a sense, right? Giving them a the home worth hundreds of thousands of dollars, we wanna make sure that that's done the right way. So one of the challenges, well, we didn't really know what that vetting process was going to be or how to make sure that vetting process was going to be administered, um, especially because it was done with an organization that was not within jwb and so the coordination of that uh at times became kind of like last minute for us and we were like oh goodness we're doing all of this work we're building this house and then the vetting process was really it just wasn't timed very well in the beginning for us and so we might we didn't know our who our warrior was going to be really probably until like a month before and that created a lot of stress and in the first couple of years that we were doing the home donation giveaway. So we've continued to do better and better there. And, and again, that just comes with time, right? Working with another organization, helping them understand all of the things that are going into place to make this the best that it can possibly be for that warrior. You know, for us, it, it was sharing that with them so they could get an earlier start. They could vet that person appropriately to make sure that this is going to somebody who's deserving and somebody who's going to be benefiting from a new home for a very, very long time in the Jacksonville community. So, you know, that's something that we've just learned over time, but I think it comes back to that working with other organizations. And the more you work with another organization, you're going to figure out all these little things or big things that need to get done quicker or a little bit more so that everybody understands what part of the process they're in. And now that we're doing this for the third time, we feel like We know who our warrior is this year, which is amazing. We know his story and uh, we just are just so excited. A lot of the logistical questions or concerns that we had running up to the first tournament that we did and the first donation that we did, we solved those months ago uh, this year, which is always nice.
0: Oh, I can't wait to hear this year's story. Now you've got me curious. (laughs) When will that be coming out? When will you be announcing and awarding the house this year?
1: So we do, we do it at the charity golf tournament, which is March 1st of this year. So everybody who's there will get to, to meet the new warrior as well as seeing past veterans who've also received the homes and getting to kind of be a part of that community there. It is equally just moving to not just meet the veteran who's receiving the home this year, but to see the growth from the two individuals that we have been able to be a part of their lives the last two years, they come back to the golf tournament. Oh, cool. So that's when it'll it'll be announced and everybody sort of gets to, to meet the new recipient. And then what we do is we actually do a dedication ceremony. So we'll actually dedicate the new home to the, to, the, to the veteran. That will be typically it's maybe a week to two weeks after the golf tournament. And uh, the news gets to be there and get to kind of chronicle the actual moment when somebody gets to step across the threshold and we get to hand them the keys, uh, you know, and I just, that moment is really special.
0: That's so exciting. By the time this airs, that will probably have happened. So I can link to that in the show notes and people can watch it and have your Kleenex ready. It'll be a tearjerker. It always is. That's absolutely. That's great. Well, this has been so amazing and such good information and just inspiring as to how you're working in the community and building that culture, not just within your team, but expanding that reach into the community and to your clients as well and giving people ways to get involved. Throughout your journey, what's been a good resource that's been especially meaningful for you?
1: You know, I think a lot of what we have done within our core business is the same thing that we are trying to do in the charitable aspect, right? The the same core values as far as how we run our business are the same core values that are helping our charity really move mountains and really change people's lives. And really at the core of everything that we do, we believe like Zig Ziglar, he said, is... If you help as many people get what they want in life, then you'll be able to get everything you want in life. But you got to go and do that first, right? You got to help others get what they want in life. And so I think that has really been a a core part of our just reason for doing what we're doing. You know, it's about helping others. It's about creating an opportunity for people to, to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And when you do that consistently, like we have now for 15 years, you get to look back and you get to see the lives that you've changed. And that's all that really matters. The money that we make for clients is nice. I know they appreciate it. I love making money for people. That's great. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to look back and think about how much money I made for clients. I'm going to think about the homes that I donated or that the the times that I was able to see a veteran who was struggling to, to have permanent housing, not only have a home, but then. Uh, take it upon himself to go and get a scholarship, to become a gemologist, and to see his son improve his education and to learn about their family growing um, like we have been able to see over the past couple of years with the veterans we've been able to work with. And you know, those are the only things that matter. Mm,
0: yes, it's becoming a catalyst for transformation.
1: Really? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got an opportunity to do something really great we all have that opportunity and, you know, the home donation is fun to talk about, but, you know, literally doing something nice for somebody matters, no matter how big or how small, right? Going down the street and keeping the door open for somebody a little bit longer than you really needed to put the smile on somebody's face and then they go and do it for somebody else. And, you know, I'll just encourage folks to, to do whatever is in your power, whether that's big or small or noticeable or anonymous, right? go and go and do something. Make somebody smile today.
0: You don't know what kind of difference it's going to make. Great reminder. Well, thank you so much. Where can people connect with you online if they want to either follow your story with JWB and what you're doing, or if they want to connect with you and say hello?
1: Yeah, well, I appreciate so much this opportunity, Teresa. And for anybody who'd like to support the mission of JWB Cares, Uh, you can go to jwbcares.org and there's ways to get involved. You can donate, you can follow our charitable efforts there. So we would love to have anybody's help and support there. Um, If you'd like to learn about investing in rental properties in Jacksonville, Florida, you can go to jwbrealestate.com. We'd love to help you out with that as well.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. This was so much good information and I hope people gather some good ideas and check out what you're doing.
1: Well, thank you, Teresa. It's been a pleasure.
0: If you're ready for the fast track to grant writing, don't wait. Spots are starting to fill already and space is limited. Go to teresahuff.com VIP to see all that we'll be learning. We'll do a deep dive into grant writing and setting up your career for success. These eight weeks can change your life and the world. If you love this show and you learn something new about being the type of grant writer the world needs so you can create a ripple in your community, please go leave me a review over on Apple Podcasts today. Thanks for listening. Now go change your world.